Tallahassee. Welcome to another episode of the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce podcast, your favorite way to find out all the best intel and information about what's going on in the business community here in Florida's capital city. We are delighted to bring you another wonderful guest today. Uh, We have been uh, plowing through these episodes now for over a year, and everyone tells me it's the best podcast they hear uh, when they're out and about in town. What about you, Sarah? Yep, best one. Yeah, I mean... Rated number one on all platforms. Definitely rated number one <laughs> with my parents, so... Um, Mine, too. My know, grandma's I, in there, too. I feel pretty good about it, and certainly our <laughs> chamber staff loves it, so um, we feel good about it, and we hope you feel good about it, folks. And, you know, one of the things we definitely feel good about is uh, our guest today. We have a, a, a wonderful story for you. You might remember last year when we brought you an episode featuring our student representative on our board of directors. And if you don't know, each year we rotate between uh, FAMU, Florida State, and TCC with a representative of their student body uh, to serve on our board of directors, which again helps our board stay in touch with what all the kids are up to these days, right? Or what are uh, more importantly, what's going on in our local campuses and how we can be better engaged in the constant effort to retain talent here in our community. And today we have uh, a wonderful guest again with you, Richard Morissette. Richard is the student body president at Florida A&M University. Uh, we had Richard in our uh, orientation, board orientation, a couple of weeks ago, and we said, <laughs> well, we got to get him on the podcast. Uh, he, he, he stole the show in that room, and I'm sure he's going to steal some shows and some rooms <laughs> near you soon. But, uh, Richard, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I've always wanted to be on the radio, so here we go. We're all about making, <laughs> making dreams, dreams come, come true. true. Hey, look at there. See, we're just finishing <laughs> each other's sentences. Since last I've been year. been on podcast before, <laughs> so that was the first. Hopefully it's not the last. I'm sure you will be on uh, much bigger and more important ones than this in the future, but we are glad to have you here and glad to have this be your first podcast. So, um so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Richard? How did you uh, you come to be the student body president at the great Florida A&M University? Oh, man. Now you're asking for a really long story no, here. Oh, we got time, <laughs> man. Hit us. Yeah, so, again, my name is Richard Morrison. I'm a fourth-year agriculture business student from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, I currently serve as a student body president and university trustee at Florida A&M University. And it's a, it's a pretty remarkable journey, if I don't say so myself, because it really – is a testament to the phrase, there's power in the tongue. So I remember when, when I first came to um, Florida A&M University back in the fall of 2016, and you know, freshmen always move in like a week ahead of, ahead of the start date for classes, so we'd had a lot of events going on on campus, and one of the traditions that FAMU has is called the freshman pinning ceremony. Mm. And so at the freshman pinning ceremony, it's essentially a rite of passage and there's a script, you know, being on this side of it, you read the same script every year, so it's no fun. <laughs> but on the, you know, my freshman, I was excited because it's a, it's a script full of big fancy words and traditions and stuff like that. So it's really, it really fills you with that FAMU spirit and passion. And I remember seeing student government leadership up on the podium and they were, you know, leading the ceremony. And I was like, man, those guys are so cool. They came in suits and everything yeah. with a FAMU tie, and they were FAMU decked out. And I was like, wow, I really want to be in their shoes one day. And I want to say a couple days later, I actually got a chance to, I really, 
completely by chance, I bumped into the student body president or the then student body president. His name was um, Jalen Smith. And we were in the bookstore. I think he was grabbing a polo and I was getting my books. And I was like, hey, I don't know what came over me, honestly, guys. I was like, hey, you don't know me. My name is Rashard Morissette and I'm going to be in your position one day. And he laughed. <laughs> he laughed and he kind of, he kind of, um, he said he admired it. And um, we exchanged numbers and campaign season came and I ran for freshman senator my freshman year and I worked my butt off and I was able to move up the ranks and became activity and service liaison essentially I was over I oversaw the budget or I was mm. the vice chair of the budget committee and then it's my a powerful s- spot to be hanging man, out man listen as a freshman working <laughs> with like 2.5 2.8 yeah. however much the million dollars the budget was oh man I didn't know my left from my right but <laughs> hey we made it happen <laughs> but um my sophomore year, I served as a vice president, essentially, of the um, legislative branch, and then my junior year, Senate president, which was probably one of my most rigorous times um, or, or positions, I want to say, because while I was preparing for that, or while I was in that role, I was also preparing for that um, campus-wide pos- um, campaign in the spring semester of this year, actually, um, spring 18, or spring 19, I should say, for um, SGA president, and that that's really been a blessing um i've truly enjoyed um serving in this capacity i get a chance to travel and represent the university and the student body on all levels statewide national level local levels and it's really an outstanding opportunity because a lot of times i'm that individual's first impression of famu and hopefully i'm setting a good example because there's a lot of first (laughs) impressions that i've made out there so that's just a little bit about how i came about this position and yeah, it's it's really a, really a, remar- a remarkable story, and I tell people all the time, like, listen, if you really want something, speak it to existence and go after it, because you got if once you say, you got to go out there and chase it, right? <laughs> tell us a little bit about what being the student body president at FAMU is like every day. What do you do? I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's been a few years since Jay and I have been college students, but yeah. I remember how busy of a schedule <laughs> yeah. it is, just taking classes alone. So tell us a little bit about what you do every day and some of the things that you are accomplishing as the student body president. Well, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty hectic. I'll say that much. <laughs> I, um, I have a work phone, which I never thought I'd actually have. <laughs> <laughs> so that shows you, I, that, that shows you a little something. So I have meetings on the daily. I serve on multiple committees across the university search committees, for example, Currently, we're filling the director of student activities and the coordinator of student government uh, vacancies right now. So I have those responsibilities to juggle, as well as maintaining my staff, which is the executive branch. We are about 24, 25 strong right now. And without my chief of staff, who's my right hand, and my vice president, who's my left hand, I would be a chicken with his head cut off because <laughs> I really the role really deals with the administration component of the university. So you deal with the vice president of student affairs, the university provost, university president, um, different directors within the division of student affairs versus your daily day-to-day operations or internal relations for student government. So it's really a, on a larger scale, but you still got to make time for your constituents. So whenever a student has a concern or whenever a student has a need that they need to be fulfilled, I can either point them in the right direction 
or I can resolve it myself. So I have office hours, um, 20 of them every week, and I go above and beyond. I'm usually there about 40 hours a week, but I'm not going to say that. But um, <laughs> So I always have I have an office that people come into, or they can always give me a call, um, text me. One thing that I realized in years past is the student body presidents have not always been the most accessible individuals, and so that's something that I really wanted to change. So my contact information is on all social media platforms that I have and operate. Um, I'm very interactive and I engage with my peers on social media. Sometimes they'll have ideas and they'll tweet it out and they'll at me and mm-hmm. they'll be surprised when I say, hey, that's a great idea. I actually like that. Let's, yeah. let's run with it. You, you get walking into Dr. Robinson's office and say, hey, I had this tweet earlier. And, yeah, you know, honestly. Need to talk <laughs> <laughs> honestly, Dr. Robinson, he's on, he's on, he's on Twitter too. So yeah. sometimes we, we get tagged in a lot of things and sometimes they're not feasible. Sometimes sure. they are feasible. Yeah. And a lot of times you'd be surprised where the greatest ideas come from. Come from the most unsuspecting places. So it's a pretty hectic schedule that I manage, but I definitely have to make time for my academics because, you know, my GPA is still pretty high, thank God. Um, Trying to graduate summa cum laude um, on May 1st, 2020 at 6 p.m. Also, I I think I invited you all. You did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, So I'm still trying to, you know, Find that balance. It's always every year is different. Trying to find the balance between your academia and your extracurricular activities. Once you find that perfect balance, and it changes every year as the rigor for your coursework um, lighten or decrease or um, increases depending on uh, the courses that you're taking and the positions that you serve in. And really, once you find that perfect balance, you're either going to stay up all night studying or you're going to make time in the day studying. I'm a night owl, so I have to study at night after 10 o'clock. My phone's on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. SJ's turned off, and Rashard, for the academic side, the brainiac, turns on till around 1, 2 o'clock. So it's a lot of late nights, but it's sacrifices that I make for the position, and I absolutely love it. What kind of, you know, obviously you're, you're doing this with your role here at the Chamber, uh, but what other interactions do you have as student body president with the community? So with the community, we have a lot of um, vendors mm-hmm. um, that do business with them, Florida a University, and they're local vendors. Um, so sometimes we'll have our, sometimes we'll have catering for our different events, or sometimes we'll have um, we'll have to use them for T-shirt orders for the student body or different functions that we might have at their venues. Um, so we have a lot of interactions with them. We have over a thousand vendors in our system, um, both local, both on the national or on the national level. So we have a lot of interactions. I get invited to community events all the time. Sometimes churches will have a college night or a college service, and I'll get an invite, and I'm responsible for getting a lot of students out there. I yeah. try my best. Or sometimes um, whenever there's a community service event going on, sometimes the Tallahassee Urban League will invite me um, to go out there and, you know, do some community service with them. I've done that a couple times, and it's really an awesome experience. So any chance that I get to interact with community organizations or entities, vendors, I definitely take a chance on it because your network is your net worth. You definitely want to expand, you know, your your network. Absolutely. You know, we spend a lot of time here at the chamber trying to um, dream up creative ways to show our student bodies that um, that this is a place they can choose for the long haul and that this is somewhere that if they want to uh, build a career, it's a great place to do that. Um, so we're always looking for feedback and we're curious, you know, 
What are, what are the things that your fellow students talk about as it relates to Tallahassee these days? Do people feel good about the experience they have as a student in Tallahassee nowadays? Um, nowadays, I feel like the general we're not we're not in Orlando. Yeah. We're not a super big metropolitan area, um, but Tallahassee has a lot of things that make it unique. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I'll say. We're a very unique town. Um, even though it feels like a small town, it's actually pretty big. Yeah. Tallahassee's larger than you think. I'll say that much. It's definitely larger than you think, and it has a lot of um, it has a lot of cultural dynamics to it. You have a lot of um, culturally diverse food options, different chill areas that students can hang out with. Um, the you know, the night scene is pretty lively. Um, it's a college town, so what else do you expect a college town to have? You know, it's dominated by a lot of frats and sororities. Um, so whenever it comes to, like, the lively size, the fun size, the parties, different things like that, definitely the place to be. But then you also look at it, it's the capital. So there's all kinds of and people that, you, that you'll that you interact with, from lawmakers to corporate executives to um, other fellow students who are doing incredible things in the community. So it's. I think students will really, we understand that it's not in Orlando, so you're not going to have a university, a, a universal studios here and there. We don't have those theme parks, but we make up for it because you definitely feel the community bond a lot more than you would in a metropolitan two to three times the size of Tallahassee. So it's a college town. You make you make it what you, you really your experience here is what you make it. If you're if you're one of those who don't want to get out in there in the community and invest or um, investigate and see what you can get yourself into, get your hands wet, get your feet wet, then you're not going to enjoy yourself. But I think that's standard no matter where you stay at. So those students who have gone out in the community and gotten involved and really joined different things and gotten gotten real active and engaged Tallahassee end up making the most out of it and usually those are the students that I surround myself so it's safe to say we're having a good time we're enjoying it here (laughs) (laughs) we're having we're having a darn good time (laughs) I'm glad to hear that you know while Tallahassee is our home and we all love it we're champions of Tallahassee here at the chamber you shared with us that SGA is statewide and you have some opportunities to travel and get involved in various places can you tell us a little bit more about that well, SGA is a statewide um, entity, and so a lot of people, really, when you come from the high school to college level, it's easy to think that it's just an internal thing, but there, we, we do advocate on a statewide level. So prime example would be the Florida Student Association. Excuse me. So the Florida Student Association is a board comprised of the 12 state university SGA presidents and their supporting staff. And essentially, we collectively advocate for over 350,000 students. That's a lot of people. I'll just throw that out there. That's a lot of people. And fun fact, we are the number one state university system in the country. So if if you didn't know, Florida is number one. Um, so it's good I to brag. It's, it's good to brag. You got to throw that out there for my people who are li- listening in California or New York or That's Texas. Um, just throwing shots. <laughs> <laughs> but collectively, we advocate for 350,000 students. And this year we have, well, every year we, ha- we host something called Rally and Tally. 
uh, the names. Uh, we, we, we inherited the name. So Rabbit's <laughs> Happy, it's essentially um, the Florida Student Association Day at the Capitol. So we have students literally from across the state of Florida who come up here for two days and we interact with state legislatures. We advocate for FSA's legislative priorities. This year we have two main priorities, which is the um, textbook affordability. Um, well, really, I say four, four main priorities. We have textbook affordability, um, which is and it's a bill that we're that we're taking on where we're trying to decrease the textbook tax. So that's going to help alleviate. I think it's like it's an appropriation of roughly three hundred thousand dollars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really an awesome bill. Um, it's all, it's an awesome responsibility because you know we're college students. You guys know how it was. Ramen noodles. That's not a that's not a theory. It's actuality. You know, <laughs> we had those moments where we didn't have a whole lot. So you know, education is expensive. Why have to charge students X amount of money for textbooks that they need to graduate or take the courses? So making textbooks more affordable is one of mm-hmm. our priorities. Another one would be food and, t- food and housing and security. A lot of students, my peers, for example, don't have somewhere to sleep at night. And it's a harsh reality that a lot of us often overlook because we don't think that it exists, but it's out there. You have a lot of college students who are in the classroom, they're changing, their clothes are perfectly fine and fresh, but then look at where they're sleeping. If they're not sleeping at a friend's house or on a couch, then they're sleeping in some kind of local shelter and you would never know. So definitely wanna see what we can do to help advocate for resources for those students because they deserve all the equal access and opportunity across the state of Florida. Um, Also definitely wanna raise awareness for um, sexual assault um, across the state of Florida, and the fourth priority, I believe, oh man, it definitely slipped my mind, food and housing and security, textbook affordability, sexual assault, and, oh, wow, definitely forgot the fourth one. But, yeah, um, three out of four get you in the Hall of Fame. Pretty good, though. No, I mean, it sounds like um, you're getting to experience um, such a wide variety of what makes our community great. I mean, that advocacy, being able to literally go up, walk up to the Capitol um, as a college student is pretty cool. Um, What's that? Mental health. Mental health. Oh, absolutely. Huge, huge. No, I don't even got to elaborate on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do do you have much engagement with our our local governments at all? Have you uh, had any issues or anything that pops up with city of Tallahassee or Leon County or anything like that where you all have ever engaged? Um, not this year, yeah. um, but in years past, we have um, definitely um, around election season. Yeah. That's really that's really the, the big biggest times where um, candidates will engage students because the student vote nine times out of ten shifts the entire tide. Because yeah. like sure. I said, our age range is really I want to say we make up at least. 30% of Tallahassee's population are at age oh, yeah. range from yeah, right. 15 to about 25. I don't know the numbers, but I'm, I'm going to put my next paycheck that is north of 30, that age range right there. And so they definitely want to engage the youth voters. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of forums um, when we have candidates for liter- um, local commissioner seats or the mayoral seat um, candidates. Like we'll have, um, we'll have them come in and they'll do a forum, all of them, of course, because we gotta be fair across the sure. board, nonpartisan. So on the local, that's really on the local level. That's really the the level that we've engaged at. But um, we are set to have dinner with the mayor cool. um, next week. So that's gonna be awesome to see. Um, meet with um Mayor Daly and see what his plans are for the city and how 
us, um, both FAMU and FSU and TCC can really engage and support um, the city because, like I said, we are student leadership. Um, if really the city goes how the students go. Like I tell them all the time, we're the greatest stakeholders at the university. There's no FAMU, there's no FSU, there's no TCC without the student body. So really, I'm, I'm really excited for that, um, for that dinner and really engaging him on a local level. So really, really it's endless opportunity. So really gonna see what, what, the, doors, what yeah. the doors are for us. So. Sure. Well, make sure you tell the mayor you had a great sit down. <laughs> best podcast team in town. He's actually oh, yeah. sat in that exact yeah, seat yeah. to record a really? podcast yeah. with us awesome. before. Awesome. You're, in check great, it out. you're in great company. <laughs> you're in great company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, when we met you first at our orientation, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about the chamber's priorities. One mm-hmm. of those is talent, bridging the talent gap, you know, getting students into the right schools and staying in school and finding the right career paths for them whatever that may be definitely we kind of uncovered in that meeting that you had a passion for youth on that note i just wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about your history like where do you come from what makes you like tell us tell us about yourself well i was born and raised in haiti um um, April 15th, 1997 is a national holiday in some cities. You never know. Um, <laughs> and, um, it's tax day from, around here. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, so I, we came to America. My family came to America in um, December of 2004. Um, it's a ch- typical story in search of better education, better opportunities for the family. So I'm just going to be brutally honest. I saw my parents go from, you know, making decent livings to having to scrub toilets and working late night shifts as a cashier um, here and there just to provide for for my family. So we didn't have much growing up and we still don't have a whole lot growing up because, I mean, as of right now, because you know, my parents came on the latter half of their lives, like late 40s, I want to say. And so that with the language barrier and having to raise five kids with no real income, or source of income, um, sizable source of income, I should say, has really made it really tough for them to pursue their education. So really, I learned at an early age that that is an investment in me and my peer, my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really up to us because that's a sacrifice that they made to ensure that we have the best education possible so that we can live in a lifestyle that they can only dream of. And so that really forced me to, in high school, I really learned or I came to the understanding that, okay, College is expensive. There's a comma in every single one of these categories <laughs> in the dollar sign. And yeah, that doesn't end after college. <laughs> oh, man, I'm learning. And so, and so I'm like, okay, with the income that my parents are making, how am I going to pay for school? Wow. And then not only that, but my older sister was um, at a community college at the time, at Broward College down in um, um, Broward County. She was still struggling. My parents were trying to put her, you know, through community college. And I'm like, wow, if they're struggling with community college, this is only this is a vision for me to attend a Florida State, a FAMU, a, a University of Florida, UCF. It's only a dream. That's that. I can't make this. I can, I can't make this happen. And so I was like, they can't support it. So how am I going to support myself? And I realized that your GPA pays some bills down the line. Uh, your test scores pay some bills down the line. So I really had to really invest myself, my time, my resources into my academics. And I applied for into every single school in the state of Florida, I believe. all, thir- all I, It must have been like 15 applications that I sent out. And thank God I got accepted to every single one of them. And wow. So, 
know. How <laughs> often do you use that line when you meet with the rest of the I, student body president? I, I um I usually don't. I always tell them I, I don't say it. I don't say it. whenever I do share it, I'm I never say it yeah. to to brag on anything. I I always nice. it's it's the end of the story. I'm I'm gonna get to it. But, <laughs> but not only that, I got accepted into all of them, got scholarship offers to every one of them. Um and I, I applied for local scholarships, um, this national, statewide scholarships, every single thing that ended with the word scholarship or grant, Rashard applied to it because yeah. I knew that I had to put myself through school. I couldn't put that burden on my parents. And so down the line, come May, I took a college tour and I fell in love with FAMU. And FAMU offered me a um, full, full ride scholarship. And uh-huh. so I'm here on a full ride. My parents have not spent a single dime to put me through school. And I believe I led by example because now my brother is in the same boat at Florida State um, pursuing a computer engineering and some other engineering degree I can't pronounce degree completely for free <laughs> because, awesome. of, um, because of the precedence that I set um, you know, as his older brother. And now we have two other siblings who are going to come through. My sister is the first uh, college graduate for us in our family. She graduated from Florida Atlantic University um, last year. And so I'll be the second one. My brother's going to be the third. And we have two little siblings who have no choice but to put themselves <laughs> through school because we learned not to put that burden on our parents. And I only say all this to say because, you know, it wasn't always it wasn't always sunshines and rainbows. You sure. know, we had we had some rough times. I've come home plenty of times to dirty dishes in the sink, and I cut the faucet on to do the dishes, and it's a couple of drips because the water gets cut off, mm. or the water got cut off. I should say the, we didn't pay the bill in time, or have to do homework by the <laughs> by the library because we don't have lights at home or access to internet um, because of again financial situations. And I share this story because the situation that you're in right now, um, whatever level you're at, whether it's a college student struggling or a high school student struggling, that doesn't define where you're going to be at all. That has nothing to do with where you're going to be. That's just a part of your story. That chapter, it comes to an end, but what kind of end do you want it to be? Do you want it to be an end that's gonna set up the next chapter for more success? Or do you want it to be a repetition story, an endless circle? You gotta break that cycle. Work hard, figure out what your goals are, figure out what your passions are, find out what you want to do with yourself, and really put your mind to it, put the pen to the paper, get out there, put some action behind that motivation, fuel that fire, and really dictate where the next five, six years of your life is going to be. And that's why I tell students all the time when they're, whenever they come on tours, I've, I've been there, you know? It wasn't always <laughs> sunshine, yeah. nice suits, fancy shoes for me. Not at all. I've had I've had those days, but um, that doesn't define me at all. My current situation don't define me. I think you might have a future in motivational speaking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to run through a wall. That's yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you that because I think that you're a great example of a success story, and I think that there are you know a lot of people we hear all the time that mm-hmm. it's just kind of hard. The paperwork's hard. The whole path is hard so i just wanted to hear you elaborate on that because i think it's a great inspiring story but one thing that i we haven't really asked you yet and i think that you should share is tell us a little bit about what you're studying and kind of what your future career looks like okay awesome um so i'm majoring in agriculture business which is a really dynamic (coughs) degree um, that encompasses all aspects of business, but focuses on the agriculture sector. So with this degree, you get exposed to accounting, you get exposed to 
economics, a lot of a lot, lots and lots of economics. It's it's basically an econ degree, y'all, honestly. But you get <laughs> econ in the business traditional business aspect, but then you get econ flip to f- um, focus on agriculture. So agriculture, econ, marketing, management, all types of things like that, and ethics. So it's a real diverse degree. And with this degree, you can go into um, the USDA, um, into government jobs, or you can go into corporate America, um, or you can go into Wall Street and go invest. So it's really cool because you get exposed to all all of the biz- general business administration courses. And you can with this degree, you can minor in anything that you really want, as long as it relates to business or it's tailored towards business too. So you really can... The path is yours, honestly. And so with this degree, I plan on pursuing a a career as a pharmaceutical sales rep. I love talking to people. I'm a true extra, but I don't know if you guys can tell. (laughs) Um, So I'm going into sales um, with a company called Elanco Animal Health. And so with Elanco Animal Health, um, I'll be a pharmaceutical sales rep. Not sure what my location's going to be, but... Won't be as good as this one, I can uh, tell you. Probably not. You can't (laughs) tell, I have to be honest. (laughs) But... I'm going to be in a place where I'm really going to geo-flexible, so it could be on the other side of the United yeah. States, um, north, south, wherever it is. I'm excited because that uncertainty or that unknown factor, I think it breeds opportunity. Sure. In my opinion, it breeds opportunity. So that's really my goal, and find somebody to pay for my master's degree because I definitely want to go back for an MBA. So I'm not paying for it. Somebody's going to have to pay for it. So somebody in corporate America is going to pay for this degree. <laughs> so doing that and then keeping my goal or my main focus to, you know, continue to climb the corporate ladder and increase my income, but also increase, you know, what I'm giving back to my churches and my communities and um, where I came from and supporting my family because every decision that I make, again, I make it with all, all six of them on the back of my mind because it affects everybody. Well, Richard, I, I think, you know, we've only known each other for a few weeks here, but I can tell you after a couple of strong interactions, I feel pretty confident in that career path, and I think you're going to be able to, I think you're going to make it just fine, my friend. Uh, uh, it's always it's that. always great and impressive to meet someone with lots of ambition, lots of drive, that willingness to work, work ethic means everything, and um, you've got an impressive story, you're doing impressive things at Florida A&M. I think we are all, again, confident that we'll see some impressive things from you down the road. And just remember us little people here who gave you your shot on your very first podcast uh, because because one day I think you'll be on some some big things. Um, but any any final thoughts or things you might want our listeners to know about, um, you know, the, the FAMU student experience these days or ways that we can all uh, help, you know, the FAMU student body have a better experience while in Tallahassee? Well, I think it's the word that we're all looking for is the elephant in the room. It's called invest. Yeah. You have to invest. You have to invest in this city. You have to invest in this resources. And you have to invest in this city's talent pool because both Florida State and Florida A&M University and TCC, we have one of the best student body populations that you can imagine. We have brilliant students pursuing degrees and things that I can't even name. We have students taking courses and things that I won't even say. That's the kind of student body that we're dealing with. We have a real dynamic, culturally diverse crowd here. And if you are an upstart company or a Fortune 500 company, 100 company, this is a talent pool that is unlike any other in the nation. You definitely have to come here if you're listening. Definitely come here. We both have career fairs. Um, We both have programs that will 
help structure or establish strong relationships with the universities and the student body to help streamline that recruitment process further with the company and our universities. And like I said, this talent pool is rich. This city is rich with um, talent um, and opportunities, both the north side, south side, east side, west side, the entire city in general. It's just, a, it's just really the place to be. It's, it's definitely rising. And if you, if you miss this chance to hop on this train, then we'll see you in a couple years waving at you from behind because uh, I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. You definitely want to come in here and invest and really look into the talent pool and see what this city offers because you won't regret it. I promise you. That's on, that's on my name. You won't regret it. Well, that's a good way Fantastic. to Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashard, we can't thank you enough for coming by. <laughs> Thanks for your service on our board of directors, for starters. I mean, um, we like to try to get, uh, you know, input and stories just like this that are part of our decision-making process, and it matters. And uh, we know you keep a very busy schedule, and so uh, <laughs> for you to share some of that time with us both in the podcast and uh, at our uh, board meetings throughout the remainder of your time here in Tallahassee uh, means a lot to us. And we wish you nothing but success in the uh, miles ahead you have on your journey. But um, I think, like I said, we're all very confident you'll be doing some big things. And uh, we just appreciate you, you loaning some of your time to be a part of the Chamber of Commerce for a little bit. Thank you, guys. It was, a, it was an honor to be here. This is awesome. Definitely not the last time that I'll be here. I, of course, we'll interact on yeah. every single 19th or 29th for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my time here in Tallahassee. I look forward to it. And, again, if you're out there listening, definitely come visit this city. You won't miss it. Well said. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well, folks, we sure do appreciate you tuning in, as always. I uh, told you I thought this was going to be a good show. Uh, I think and, and hope you'll find it as entertaining, as interesting as we did. Uh, Richard Morissette, student body president uh, at the Florida A&M University. Uh, right, uh, that's it. Hey, <laughs> and by the way, folks, they are having one hell Woo! of a football season this oh, yeah. season. Eight and one so uh, far. Eight and one. They're marching. They got the classic here in a couple weeks. Uh, big things happening <laughs> over there on the hill. It's 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 really really fun to see uh, that program winning and, and being so successful. Uh, Willie Simmons from from my native Gadsden County doing it doing it right over there. Love it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, thanks again, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, if you see Richard out and about in town, make sure to say hello and uh, tell him go Rattlers. And we appreciate him and uh, everyone in that student body government, all the hard work they're doing to make one of our fine institutions perform so well. So thanks again for being with us. And as always, folks, if you want to tune in to any of the things that we have going on in Chamber World, you can visit us at www.talchamber.com where you can listen in, subscribe, follow us along on all of our social media channels as well. We sure appreciate you. Thanks for being a part of the Chamber, and thanks for listening today. Talk to you soon.